0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Dr. Jason Kupsick. What's up, sir? How's it going with you actually? I'm coming to see you this weekend.
1: Are you excited I know. about it? I
0: am excited. I can't wait. I cannot wait uh to see you. It'll be uh it'll be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. What are we? What are we doing? Do you know what we're doing? I do know what we're doing. We are going to be recording um, uh, our 200th episode. So that'll be fun, right? We're also going to be doing a uh, Ouija board session during that time. Correct? Yeah, I got a
1: surprise for you too. A surprise? Yes, a surprise.
0: And. Uh... Can I ask? Not going to tell you what it is. Do I dare ask? Is it possibly? Shy to me. Is is it anything to do with that? Or no, no. <laughs> like... Well, I mean, not for me. Not for me. Who do we uh? Do we got somebody special maybe making the trip with you?
1: Um, that's not it. But somebody might come with me. But that's not the surprise. But that's not it.
0: <laughs> nope. Is it a? I'm not going to uh... tell you what it is. So. What if I guess it correctly? I don't think you will. I bet I do. I go, you, you can try. Okay, you're gonna bring me a nice, tall, fresh supply of uh, of some uh, big rip. I am planning on doing that, but that is hey. not the
1: surprise either. Oh shit! That's man. not the surprise. That's not the
0: surprise. <laughs>
1: nope. Uh, no, not the surprise,
0: dude. You're just gonna be like, God. Packing all sorts of fun stuff with you, huh? Yep, it's going to be loads of fun. <laughs> loads of fun, huh?
1: Yeah, I just wanted—I do want to mention since um, we haven't talked about it much over the last few episodes, even though we have the yeah. ad at the beginning. If you're in the Kansas City area, I know a lot of you aren't, but a lot of you are as well. If you're in the Kansas City area and you like beer, go down to Big Rip and have some of their great craft beers it's cheap for a brewery a small brewery they have a tap room there which is just basically like a bar and hang out say hi to Josh and Kip the owners and all of their beers are named after characters in horror films and they're all great I haven't had one that wasn't good there oh my god the beer is outstanding I'm not just saying that I mean I I, I'm an honest kind of guy I would say if I didn't like something and I've
0: liked every beer that I've had from there I got to tell you, it is uh, it is pretty impressive. That's the truth. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You think they're going to be hanging out with us again over at the uh, KC Paracon this year? Yeah. I mean, I've already
1: mentioned it to them, and they're on board. So Perfect. I would also like to mention 913-730-7255. Give us a call. Give us a text. Send That's me right. a photo. <laughs> and um, I will talk to you. I, I may wait. even call you if I'm if I if I'm feeling like you're somebody I can talk to. Nice, nice. That could be
0: nice. Oh Go my god! Check goodness.
1: out podbros.com, the Pod Bros Podcast Network. That's right. That is right. So there's all the all the fun stuff. <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to say. To go rate and review us on iTunes last week. We right. forgot to say it on a news episode. That's true. And we actually have a new rating on there. But I'll, yeah. save, it for, um, I'll save it for the news episode next week. I want to hear it. Okay, I'll pull it up. Yes, pull it up. Just entertain the folks while I pull it up.
0: Hmm. You know, there's so many things that I could play right now, but Facebook yells at us when i do this so Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna do it because then they'll like kick it off and then nobody will be able to see us and then that's just a waste of waste of everybody's time god there's so much fun stuff i could be doing right now that's okay it's okay whatever well sing
1: sing one of your songs you're a singer just sing a tune You don't need the music in the background. You know what,
0: though? I am super stoked for this because we have a show coming up on Friday night um, in my hometown here. So I don't have to travel anywhere. Like, I'm super pumped about this. So, haven't played in town here for shit, man. It's been a while. It's been a while. Most of the time we're traveling to, like, Omaha or different parts of Nebraska and all over all over iowa and stuff like that so it's nice just to be able to i could basically walk there so don't kill me apparently i lied
1: <laughs> so don't kill me i think i think uh we got one more rating but they didn't leave a review oh that's all so right though we got we got another five star rating hey so i'm that's fine great. with that.
0: yeah i'm fine with that thank you guys appreciate the hell out of that oh my god it's easy
1: to do and it's free. You don't have to. You don't yeah. have to to have iTunes to you know, do it. Just hop on your computer, pull up iTunes, make a free account. I felt go like to our page.
0: I felt like a dick the other day because I uh I pulled up the uh, the Podbean app on my phone because mm-hmm. for whatever reason it said we had like this notification. I'm like, okay, like I never get notifications on here, and. Looks like I'm not going to be able to find it. I don't know. But there was two people that left reviews on Podbean. And they were really good reviews, man. I was, like, super pissed. Because I'm like, how did we space this off? This was, like, four or five months ago. I Here. didn't know that Here people we go. Could
1: leave reviews on there. I
0: didn't either. So this uh, seven months ago. Uh, AGR1PPA She says uh, I love you guys Let's see here Action Figures and Baby Dolls Two months ago says Just started listening to you guys recently And I just love the show It feeds my very weird heart And thanks to you guys for providing such rad episodes Also Also I've really wanted to start a show of my own A few in fact And it's because of you guys That I found this app And I'm very excited to get started Thanks again you guys Keep the good shit coming Like this is amazing stuff And again I feel like a dick For not knowing that they were here You know What am I doing Well now we know And now if you listen on
1: Podbean You can leave us a review on there too so freaking lutely God.
0: I feel like such an ass. It is what it is. It is what it is. Oh, my goodness. So what's new with you, my friend? Um, nothing new. Yeah, same old shit.
1: Coming to see you this weekend. Got a surprise. I fucking hate surprises. Like,
0: you know this is driving me nuts right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah I you might
1: not like the surprise, but it's a surprise.
0: <sighs> it could be good. It could be bad. I don't know. Why do you got to do shit like that? <laughs> it's something fucking weird. It's got something to do with an alien. I'm almost gonna guarantee it. Does Hopefully, it have some? Does it have something to do with it's an extraterrestrial? Storming anything? Storming here.
1: What's that? It's storming here. Hopefully, we don't get cut off. <sighs> way to change the subject. Anyways, no, to tonight, the subject. Tonight we are talking about. We're doing a conspiracy episode <laughs> doing a conspiracy episode tonight, not alien
0: episode, no. not anything else. We're doing conspiracies here's the best part about it, like you told me that you're gonna bring the topic, and I just have to basically bring the tinfoil hat right <laughs> so, yeah, so, so what exactly I'm are we talking go about
1: through and read a bunch of stuff. And hopefully people find it interesting. I find it all very interesting. But it's all very scary too, because this is all stuff that's verified to have happened. What? And most of it's CIA, some of it's NSA, some of it's FBI. No. Everything that I pulled is straight off of Wikipedia tonight. Really? And I know that I know that's user generated and everything too. Well, yeah. But they have, you know, they have links to everything, and I docu- I went back and looked this stuff up, and most of this stuff is older. But it just yeah. goes to show what they're willing to do and what they're probably doing now. <sighs> we'll just travel this journey as I was traveling this journey, <laughs> and go it. in the order of what I found and when. Let's do it. So, the first. So this is a program we start out with. It's not a computer program. It's more of an operation. So it's called SR Pointer. And then it turned into HT Lingual. And it's a crypt for the CIA's mail opening and mail cover program for 1952 to 1973. And then it. a lot of people say it continued. So the CIA reported to the review board that it destroyed most of its formal HT lingual records in 1990 at the direction of CIA office of general counsel the CIA sequestered collection however does contain several soft or working files on Lee R.V. Oswald and the HT lingual project including the soft file held by special investigators.
0: hang on one second Uh, bud can you still can you still hear me
1: I can can you hear me
0: yeah but now you're like your, your volume literally cut in half. How do I sound now? Now you're good to go. Okay, go ahead. Continue. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. So where was I? You were ta- I heard uh, a sentence after Lee Harvey Oswald.
1: All right. So I w- I'm going to skip ahead real yeah. quick here to... um In 1952, Angleton, who was a... Um, With the support of the Office of Security Started Operation H.T. Lingual It conducted international mail openings From the main postal facility in Jamaica, New York Mail opening is a very important counterintelligence technique Particularly if it can be done as CIA did it Under conditions of secrecy Whether it should have continued as long as it did is debatable But it is useful at the outset Um Wow Wow I thought this one... This one did not come from Wikipedia. Okay. But most of the stuff is on Wikipedia. They just elaborated some. In proposing the operation, Engleton argued that the mail opening operation was a necessary alternate to the CIA's foreign operations. In 1958, the FBI was informed of the mail openings after requested permission from the Postmaster General to mount a similar operation, The Postmaster General informed the Bureau that the CIA had been opening mail for five years. So they opened letters, and they photographed every piece of mail that passed through Jamaica, New York, on its way out of the country.
0: Jesus. I thought this... Every single piece of mail that was leaving the country... Yes, they opened From it, that location. photographed
1: it, and resealed it in multiple locations around the country. Wow! And that was back when they, that's they did. Obviously, they didn't have internet. They did a phone. Yeah, but yeah. For sure, this was but... just their way of basically reading our emails.
0: What the hell's the point? Like, just to, just to, to, to
1: catalog everything, and to also look for. Back then, I'm guessing they were looking for the, you know, the uh, communists, the comms. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, I mean, I guess just looking at this right now in broad strokes, by today's standards, it would be like very similar to uh, like uh, them listening to our phone calls.
1: Yeah, we're going to get into some of that stuff, too. So, okay.
0: Then I found Operation
1: Mockingbird. This one is straight from Wiki. Yeah. Um, Operation Mockingbird was allegedly a large-scale program of the United States Central Intelligence Agency that, beginning in the early 1950s, attempted to manipulate news media for propaganda purposes and funded student and cultural organizations and magazines as front organizations. According to writer Deborah Davis... Mockingbird recruited leading American journalists into a propaganda network and oversaw the operations of front groups. CIA support for front groups or of front groups was exposed after the 1967 Ramparts magazine article revealed that the National Student Association received funding from the CIA Congressional investigations and reports in the 1970s also revealed agency connections with journalists and civic groups. Dang. None of these reports, however, mentioned in Operation Mockingbird controlling or supporting these activities. Uh, A project Mockingbird is mentioned in the CIA Family Jewels report compiled in the uh, mid-70s. According to the declassified version of the report released in 2007, Project Mockingbird involved wiretapping of two American journalists as well several months in early 1960s. So here's some more history on it. Uh, The claim that Russia ran an operation Mockingbird first appeared in Catherine the Great in 1979 biography of Washington Post owner Catherine Graham. Written by reporter Deborah Davis, according to Davis, Operation Mockingbird was established by Frank Wisner, director of the Office of Policy Coordination, Coordination, a covert operations unit created by the U.S. National Security Council. Davis writes that Mockingbird was a response to the creation of a communist front organization, the International Organization of Journalists which received money from Moscow and controlled reports on every major newspaper in Europe, dismantling or disseminating stories that promoted the communist cause. So this was in response to something that the Russians were doing overseas. Interesting. Uh, Wisner recruited Philip Graham from the Washington Post to run the project within the industry. According to Davis, by the early 1950s, Wisner owned respected members of the New York Times, Newsweek, CBS, and other communication vehicles. Holy shit. In 1951, Alan W. Doles persuaded Cord Meyer to join the CIA. Um, so Meyer became Mockingbird's principal operative. After 1953, the media network was overseen by CIA director Alan Doles. Yes. By which time... Operation Mockingbird had major influences over 25 newspapers and wire agencies. The usual method was placing reports developed from central intelligence by the CIA to cooperating or unwritten reporters or unwitting reporters. So, I'm sure you've heard this term. Anybody that's seen a movie has heard this term uh, when it's dealing with news that something that came across the wire and we needed to put it in the paper yeah. or out there for the press. Yeah. So, what they did is they controlled what was coming across the wire.
0: So, they controlled the wire.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those reports would be repeated or cited by the preceding reporters, which in turn would be cited throughout the media wire services. These networks were run by people with well known liberal but pro American big business and anti Soviet views, such as. William S. Paley, CBS, Henry Luce, Time and Life Magazine, Arthur Hayes Slolzberger, New York Times, Alfred Friendly, Managing Editor of the Washington Post, Jerry O'Leary, Washington Star, Hal Hendricks, the Miami News, Barry Bingham Sr., Louisville Courier Journal, James Copley, Copley News Service, and Joseph Harrison, Christian Science Monitor. Interesting. After the Watergate scandal in 72 to 74, the U.S. Congress became concerned over possible presidential abuse of the CIA. The concern <laughs> reached its height <laughs>
0: no when shit. reporter
1: Seymour Hersh published an expose of CIA domestic surveillance in 1975. Yeah. Congress author- authorized a series of congressional investigations into agency activities in 75 to 76, a wider range... Of CIA operations were examined in these investigations, including CIA ties to journalists and numer- numerous private voluntary organizations. None of the resulting reports, however, referred to an Operation Mockingbird. Just the name came from a reporter. Uh, the most extensive discussion of CIA relations with news media from these investigations is the Church Committee. No, the what? I think we should do a show on the Church Committee. It's a okay. guy's last name. Okay, uh, I was like, what? Senator Senator Church or something right. like that. Published in 1976, the report covered CIA ties with both foreign and domestic news media. For foreign news media, the report concluded that the CIA currently maintains a network of several hundred foreign individuals around the world who provide intelligence for the CIA. And at times, attempt to influence opinion throughout the use of covert propaganda. At times. These, indiv- yeah, <laughs> these individuals provide the CIA with direct access to a large number of newspapers and periodicals, scores of press services and news agencies, Holy radio shit. and television stations, commercial book publishers, and other foreign
0: media outlets. So literally any th- any information you are about to consume. For domestic media, the report states
1: approximately 50 of the agency assets are individual American journalists or employees of U.S. media organizations. Of these, fewer than half are accredited by U.S. media organizations. The remaining individuals are non-accredited freelance contributors and media representatives abroad. More than a dozen United States news organizations and commercial publishing houses formally provided cover for CIA agents abroad. A few of these organizations were unaware that they were providing cover. That comes straight from a congressional what?
0: committee What looking into the CIA. Okay. That was their conclusion
1: <clears throat> of just these certain programs.
0: This is my question then. Okay. Obviously, obviously, we know there is some shady... Shady shit that goes on with just the media in general, especially these days. We know it now, right? It's it's oh yeah, yeah. Like nobody is questioning this at all yet. People are still reading the papers. People are still tuning into their uh, news channels every night at fucking five, six, and ten or whatever. Um, you know, people are still consuming the news, right? Mm, absolutely. So, but of these people. They're, now, mind you, these people are still aware. That I mean, they're still aware that it's horse for shit. For the most part,
1: I mean, it's a small majority that actually believe the Onion is real news, but there are real people out there. Yeah, that will read an Onion story and believe it. It's a good point. So the problem that's is a, like, that's a stated, you know, satirical website, and there's people believing it. So if it comes from something like CBS. A good amount of people are going
0: to believe it. Yeah, but here's here's Still. the deal, though, and I I understand that. But now, when is the other shoe going to drop? What is it going to take for the I media? Think it's starting baiting? to? I I hope you're absolutely right, but like seriously, dude, they're going to have to fucking clean house. They're going to have to clean house and start over, like with a fresh slate here, because they're losing the trust. Like. You're going to have to start a whole new news agency basically. Like like places like Fox News, CNN, they're would, they're all tainted. Say now. That you know what I'm saying? They're all a tainted. The good
1: majority of them, especially the ones that are already government have government backing nope. through back channels are the only way they're staying afloat is because of that. I mean, Yeah, it's probably a good point. I know that NBC and like MSNBC yeah and and that whole line of channels including other ones yes. that are major news they're all owned by GE which yes. got a huge bailout of course they did and that money obviously some of it's getting filtered down i've read i've read just even mainstream reports of their um of their ratings yeah, And there's no way a, a, a channel should be able to survive on the ratings some of these
0: channels get. <laughs> and yet, why are they still allowed to, to operate? Why do they even still have a heartbeat? I don't know if you know allowed what I mean? is a thing. No, but why do they even still have a heartbeat? Why are they even, if they're not even relevant, really? Because they are propaganda machines. It's just ridiculous. That's
1: the, the, I mean, that's got to be it, right?
0: I mean, why yeah. else? And I mean, I, I understand that, but I'm saying like, for a propaganda machine, you would assume that you would want some, some hefty numbers of, of consume uh, people that are consuming this content. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but think, you got to think, okay, well, if we do
1: lose this channel, we do lose the small percentage we are reaching. Sure, absolutely.
0: And but until God we damn. find something better, we'll just leave it. I mean... So, my question to you is... What's the end goal? Because, I mean, I know you started talking about, like... And this is something that's fascinated me forever. I could talk JFK shit, you know, for, for days. Um, however, like, people... Uh, I don't even remember exactly which country it was that was reporting on Kennedy's death. Literally, like, 12 hours before it actually happened. But they had it. They had it correct. Shot in the head. Dallas, Texas. Um... In the limousine, Daly Plaza, the whole nine yards. I mean, the the meat and potatoes of the story was right there for people to read. Now, again, this was twelve hours before he actually died. <laughs> like, how does the fuck does that happen? Number one, the CIA num- told them, but then that it was what's, coming down the pike? But what is the end game? Why control? I mean it's control and it's no no, power and control right and I mean it is no absolute no fucking secret that you know Kennedy wanted to stay out of Vietnam right uh he said yeah it's their war they can you know it's up to them whether they you know win lose or whatever um and it just so happens that on the day they buried President Kennedy (laughs) was the day that Lyndon Johnson signed uh a document, and within this document lay what we can consider now the Vietnam War. Um, it's it's fucking fascinating to me how how politics works like that, and how the media works in general. It is fucking bizarre. I I don't even have like I mean I have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime. That's what I have in my house. Other than that, we don't watch the news. We don't do any of that like at all. Um I mean I get my well, news from blasted on you on Facebook or anywhere else too. Oh fuck me. That's what pisses me off the most is the people that believe, I mean, the people that are getting their news from their news feeds on, on Facebook, and it's laughable. Well, why do you think they called it the news feed? But it's so fucking stupid. It's like, are people really that dense, though, that they're going to believe everything that they read? Absolutely, like, especially oh. if a friend shared it. <laughs> yeah, but they don't realize that their friend might be just as dumb as they are. <laughs> like, it is bizarre to me. How people don't research anymore. People don't look into anything. And it's really not that big of a task. Speaking of Facebook. Let's do it. Let's talk
1: Facebook. Open source intelligence. Have you ever ter- heard of that term? Maybe This possibly. was the next click on the Wikipedia. Okay. The CIA is allowed to pull and collect yeah. all data from what is deemed open source open intelligence. Source. Yes. So this so one thing we should mention I was meaning to mention before is the CIA is not supposed to operate within the United States. They're not they're supposed to be a foreign intelligence agency. Correct. They they do have some things that have passed that allow them to do certain things within the United States but they're not supposed to operate against not against that's the wrong word operate within the United States is technically what they're not supposed to do. Anyways, open source intelligence or OSINT is intelligence collected from publicly available sources. In the intelligence community, the term open refers to overt publicly available sources as opposed to covert or clandestine sources. It is not related to open source software or public intelligence. Um... OSINT includes all publicly accessible sources of information such as media, newspapers, magazine, radio, television, and computer-based information. Our podcast, (laughs) (laughs) web-based communities, and user-generated content such as social networking sites, video sharing sites, wikis, blogs, and folk tsunamis. I don't know what the hell that is, but it sounds interesting. What was it called? Folk tsunamis? F-O-L-K-S-O-N-O-M-I-E-S. No idea. I have no idea what the hell. No that idea. idea. Um, public data such as government reports, official data such as budgets, demographics, hearings, legislative debates, press conferences, speeches, marine and aeronautical safety warnings, environmental impact statements, and contract awards. So if your business gets an award, gets awarded a contract, the government is able to read that contract because it's made. It's like a public thing. Correct. Observation and reporting. Amateur airplane spotters, radio monitors, and satellite observers, among many others, have provided significant information not otherwise available. The availability of worldwide satellite photography, often of high resolution, on the web, i.e., I- Google Earth has expanded open source capabilities into areas formerly available only to major intelligence services. Uh, Professional and academic, including great literature, conferences, symposia, professional associations, academic papers, and subject matter experts. So, professional associations, does that mean like if you're a labor in a labor union, they can know the ins and outs of your labor union and anything you might write down in that?
0: what not? I would assume um, as much. But fuck me, man. So, b- you're basically saying they pretty much have just access to everything.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm looking at other stuff here. Geospatial data. Okay. So, not all open source data is unstructured data text examples of geospatial open source includes maps atlases gazettes port plans gravity data aeronautical data navigation data geodeck data human ter- terrain data cultural and economic environmental data commercial imagery so any co- any you know camera out there yeah uh, lidar which is uh like a, a form of radar they actually sell lidar cameras so they use them on on um, crime scenes what it will do is you put in like say in my office right now is it i someone comes in here and shoots me and they want a, a complete 3d image scan they have a machine they can place in the middle that spins and sends out millions of laser dots and maps the room in 3d imagery that's hot and sends it back. Uh, hyper and multispectral data. Airborne imagery. Geo names. Geo features. Urban terrain. So this is mostly online stuff. Yeah. The deep web. Information Dude. from the surface. Web currently estimates to represent the majority of content on the yes. web. It's all considered open source. Anything on the web is considered open source. But not a lot of people
0: even realize it's there. It, yeah, it's bizarre. I just watched the documentary about that uh, called Deep Web. Actually, very yeah, very interesting. If you guys, in the yeah, if you guys have a chance to go check that shit out, do it. Like for sure. Now, very very interesting.
1: So, according to the Commission on Central Oca- or uh, of Intelligence Capabilities of the United States regarding weapons of mass destructions, report submitted. March 2005, OSINT must be included in the all-source intelligence process for the following reasons. The ever-shifting nature of our intelligence needs compels the IC to quickly and easily understand the wide range of foreign countries and cultures. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they have access to all of this stuff for... Oh, Rashid, online. Yeah, on Facebook says, "Folk tsunamis are like hashtags."
0: Oh, okay, okay, like that links makes sense. To other yeah.
1: collections of what you're typing about. Thank you for that, Rashid. The Foreign Broadcast Information Services was created in 1941 to access and exploit OSINTP or sorry O-S-I-N-T in relation to World War II a classic example of their value and success is reflected in the price of oranges in Paris as an indicator of whether railroad bridges had been bombed successfully so they took they they took the price of orange to know if their bombs hit where they should have hit this is ingenious fucking so weird just a, I mean that's 1941. Imagine what they could do now with everything that's floating around.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Like, it's weird to think the information I broadcasting out is flying through me at the very moment. Like if I type something on my phone, hashtag osintb, that signal's going to fly through my body, so it could fly through something and they just collect it, and that's how they get all that shit. Yeah, because they don't have to collect it from everybody's personal device because no. they actually all this stuff goes to satellites and everything else and that's how they collect all this stuff AT, it's in a later thing in here AT&T has a room in their building that is run by the CIA that collects everything for them
0: that's kind of fucked I tell you, though, it's fucking weird. So, man. yeah, I mean,
1: it's so every government weird. agency you can think of uses OSINT, this data, and they all ha- they all legally have access to all of it. They just have to ask for it. Damn. That's because amazing. I, I, I was talking to my wife earlier tonight about, do I think that I'm on a list somewhere because of all this? And yeah, I think. I think I'm on a list about somewhere. I don't think a person put me on a list. I don't think a person's ever looked at the list that I might be on. Nah, I think we. But it doesn't our, matter. Put ourselves on the list. Everything <laughs> is pulled on by a computer, pulled yes. together, collated, correlated, and put away. Yes. And if somebody wants to look up, oh, did this person talk bad about this person on a show one time? where dissenters of the government, spreading <laughs> our hate. I'm on that list. I'm on the list, They people. need to find those people. They just kind of push a button and it pops up. Yes.
0: I'm on the list. Oh, my God.
1: So back to some of the other projects from the past. Because then I came yeah. up... Well, after this one, we'll take a break. Yeah, sure. Project Shamrock. It's considered the sister project of Project Minor, which we'll talk about next, okay. was an espionage exercise started in August 1945 that involved the accumulation of all telegraphic data entering or exiting from the United States. The Armed Forces Security Agency. So this is basically the same stuff that Stone talked about. They're doing now. Yes. Um. They did back then. So what makes you think that if they say we're going to stop doing it? They're not going to stop doing it. Um, as the successor to NSA, we're given direct... Oh, the, the Armed Forces Security Agency and its successor, NSA, were given direct access to daily microfilm copies of all incoming, outgoing, and transiting telegrams via the Western Union and its associates, RCA and ITT. So that just goes to so, show that... Corporations have been giving the government whatever they want forever. So to say that it's, oh, it's crazy that Apple or Samsung or Verizon or whatnot or Facebook or Google gives their stuff to the government right. is something new. It's not. No. And it's never going to change. I mean, I don't think, I do, I will admit that I'm sure this stuff has great stuff that's come out of it they've stopped something they they need to do a certain amount of this stuff the For thing sure. that i don't like is that they don't tell us they're doing it yeah i guess nsa I just... did the operation null interception and it and if information that would be of interest of other intelligence agencies was found the material was passed to them Intercepted messages were disseminated to the FBI, CIA, Secret Service, Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs, and the Department of Defense. No court authorized the operation, and there was no warrants. It was just signed into law and done. Not signed into law. It was just done. Yeah, it was just a done deal. Fuck. Uh, The precursor to the project, according to Budansky, I'm not sure who that is occurred in 1940. In January 1940, the Army's adjunct general sent a letter to the president of RCA, David Sarnoff, asking if a Lieutenant Earl F. Cook be, could be assigned to the company. Cook photographed all international commercial cablegrams. So they, they weren't just like looking for certain things. That's them photographing every single commercial cable that went
0: through there. No matter what kind of business As it, it says, was, it or, wouldn't matter what it was or what the uh, what they were up to either. Good God, man! Like this is fucking scary.
1: This was before World War II. I mean, some people were already seeing it coming, but this was still before. No, it wasn't before. This was before, definitely before we were in World War II. Right. So yeah, this was in response to World War II but they just kept it going. It's crazy. At the height of Project Samrock, 150,000 messages a month were printed and analyzed by NSA personnel. Wow. So now we have computers doing it, but they had
0: yeah 150,000 messages <laughs> a month read, read by actual people. <clears throat> I was gonna say now how many people did they have to employ to do that? You know what I'm saying? You know it was more than just a handful. Well, yeah. You, If you have a thousand people... Fuck.
1: <laughs> there's still 150... Mo- well, more. that's more than... Let's see. It's easy math. Are you but- doing
0: math? I don't do math. <laughs> Are you doing math right now? It's 15...
1: If you had 100 people, that's... 1500 messages a month you each one read which isn't a lot I mean it could be 50 people and you have 3000 messages to read in a month split up evenly right jeez man I don't know bro
0: don't have a clue so this
1: was exposed in 1975
0: did I lose you
1: no can you hear me now? yeah there you this was exposed in 1975 yeah and then what was the uh what
0: was the response?
1: Oh well, I mean it was outrage and and stuff like that, but of course they shut it down and they oh. just opened it up as something else
0: yeah I was like they just gave it a facelift and continued on business as usual, correct.
1: Well, this one. Let's see. What do you got? So there was. I think it was. um... Where are they getting this number? Oh, okay. They okay. were supposed to have a safeguard. The. United States Signals Intelligence Directive 18 was supposed to safeguard it against reading people's mail that were citizens but it didn't do they didn't actually do anything So even if they have safeguards in place, it still, it still doesn't matter. They just put them in for face Damn. Uh, Project Mine Art was So, Project Mine Art was more condensed than Project Shamrock, more focused. It had a list of names of people, and if any of those people's name came across any wire or phone call or anything like that, then it was snagged.
0: Hmm.
1: So, yeah, they had a watch list. This started in 1962. Of people, because at this time, they were uh, people traveling to Cuba. And other communist countries. Right. So they always have a bad guy. They always there, have a bad guy.
0: A reason to do all this. There stuff. always has to be a bad guy, man. You need your, uh, your antagonist, you know? domestic targets of Project
1: mine Art. Okay. okay. 1,650 U.S. citizens were targeted, including prominent Vietnam War critics, U.S. Senator Howard Baker, civil rights movement leaders Martin Luther King Jr. and Whitney Young, boxer okay. Muhammad Ali, he New York Times journalist to Tom them. Wicker, and actress Jane Fonda Whoa. are among among the people. Wow. Oh, Senator Frank Church, which is the one that did the Church Committee. He himself was a target of this program. What? So the person that eventually came out and exposed all this stuff was actually was a target of this program. This is amazing. This was also in um in cooperation with Britain's intelligence agency. Yeah. They worked with them on this project. Which we'll get to Echelon here near the end. Echelon is the big one now. And Prism.
0: But, yeah. Why don't we take a break? We're going to do that. Then we'll get into more recent stuff. All right. Yes. We will uh, be right back after a lovely word from our sponsors. Welcome. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. We're We're waiting for you. One night. One location. One group of friends. Pushed their limits of sanity. It was great. It really made you think about some things, how how everything's connected. Oh, sure. How do you perceive your own reality? The film
1: was really awesome. Being an a investigator and being at Malvern uh, a couple times, uh, this really jived with a lot of experiences that I've had.
0: What's that? Perception and stuff, just, you don't think of those things. So, very interesting. You're not allowed outside anymore watch the A Brush With Evil series along with other Josh Heard documentaries go to joshheard.net you will find books, documentary films, and of course the ectoplasm show joshheard.net alright guys there you have it we are back I am here. Did you get yourself a brewski?
1: Yeah, I got myself a
0: brewski. Nice. I just like saying the word brewski. Oh yeah. That and the word dunk. <laughs> but that's been established. We yeah. talked about that last episode. Already, already been said. Been there. Been there. All right. Let's. Donk th- that. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you dunked that. Dunk it. So, uh, All right, so yeah. have you heard of Stellar Wind? No,
1: I don't think so. Stellar Wind, Other than... or Stellar Wind, it's either two words or one word, is the code name of information collected under the President's Surveillance Program, (PSP). Oh. The National Security Agency Program was approved by President George W. Bush shortly after September 11, 2001 attacks. ...and was revealed by Thomas Tam to the New York Times in 2008. Okay. Stellar Wind was a prelude to the new legal structures... ...that allowed President Bush and President Barack Obama... ...to reproduce each of these programs and expand their reach. So this was like the beginning of the newer stuff. Sure. Scope of the program. The program's activities involved data mining of large databases of the communications of American citizens including email communications telephone conversations financial transactions and internet activity. Basically everything you do. Mm -hmm. Uh, William Biney, a retired technical leader at the NSA discussed some of the architectural and operational elements of the program at the 2012 Chaos Communications Congress. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to check that out.
0: Super badass.
1: <laughs> the intelligence community also was able to obtain from the U.S. Secretary Department suspicious activity reports, or SARS, which are reports of activities such as large cash transactions yeah. that are submitted financial institutions under anti-money laundering rules. There were internal disputes within the U.S. Justice Department about the legality of the program because data are collected for large numbers of people, not just the subjects of Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act warrants. So, yeah, so they just took in everything. During the Bush administration, the Stellar Wind cases were referred to by FBI agents as pizza cases. Because many seemingly suspicious cases turned out to be food takeout orders.
0: What? (laughs) That's just what it says. According to then
1: FBI director, Robert Mueller, approximately 99% of the cases led nowhere. But it's the other 1% that we've got to be concerned about. Revelations. (laughs) In March 2012, Wired magazine published the NSA is building the country's biggest spy center. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Talking <laughs> about a vast new NSA facility in Utah. I have all the details on this facility, no too. But way. We'll get into that after we finish this. What? No, keep going. For the first time, a former NSA official has gone on the record to describe the program codenamed Stellar Wind in detail. Naming the official William Biney, a former NSA codebreaker. Uh, I hadn't heard of Biney before. Or Tam. No. Just Snowden. Uh, Biney went on to say that the NSA had highly secured rooms that tap into major switches and satellite communications at both AT&T and Verizon. The article suggested that the supposedly terminated Stellar Wind continues as an active program. The conclusion was supported by the exposure of room 641A at AT AT&T's operations center in San Francisco in 2006. So let's go to that room. Do you think we can make it to the door? I want to do it.
0: Yeah, just walk it's in with so our cameras bad. and we'll act like Alex in. Jones. Yeah. yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> yeah. Because they get oh so far themselves. You know what I mean? Good Christ.
1: If you're just loud, you might be able to push them aside. They're just tech workers. How strong and buff could they be? <sighs>
0: yeah, I don't know. I in bet you. I, I bet he, <laughs> We walk in there. I'm like. <laughs> Go kick them in the nuts, Koopsick. Go get them. Kick their ass, (laughs) Koopsick. I just sick you on everybody. Uh, Yeah. In June of
1: 2013, the Washington Post and The Guardian published an OIG draft report dated March 2009. Leaks by Edward Snowden detailing the Stellar Wind program. No doubt remained about about the continuing nature of the surveillance program. In September 2014, the New York Times asserted questions persisted after the release of a newly declassified version of a legal memo approving the National Security Agency Seller Win Program, a set of warrantless surveillance and data collection activities secretly authorized after the terrorist attacks, as an introductory headline summary with a link... The accompanying article addressed the release of newly declassified version of a May 2004 memo, note that made the bulk of the program, the telephone, internet, and email surveillance of American citizens, remain secret until the revelations by Edward Snowden. Yeah. So the other people released it, but then the government said, oh, well, we shut that down anyways. But this <laughs> Snowden was the one that came along and said, nope, we didn't. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> They're fucking lying
1: again. <laughs> So, the Utah Data Center. Okay. The Utah Data Center, also known as the Intelligence Community Comprehensive National Cybersecurity Initiative Data Center. The CCNCI
0: Data Center. It's a fucking mouthful, man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's a data storage facility for the United States Intelligence Community that is designated to store data estimated to be in the order of exabytes. I'm not sure what that is, what but it's What the fuck is an large exabyte? Large its purpose is to support the Comprehensive National Security Initiative, yeah. though its precise mission is classified. Yeah. The NSA Security Agency leads operations at the facility as the Executive Agent of the Director of National Intelligence. It is located at Camp Williams near Bluffdale, Utah, between Utah Lake and Great Salt Lake, and was completed on May 2014 at a cost of $1.5 billion. Jesus. All right. The data center is alleged to be able to process all forms of communication, including the completed contents of private emails, cell phone calls, the internet searches... As well as all types of personal data trails, parking receipts, travel itineraries, bookstore purchases, and other digital pocket litter is what they call it. So, yeah. you go you go to the liquor store and you buy some beer with your debit card or credit card. This kind of, this, this grabs a copy of the receipts and stores it. It's amazing. Um, in response to claims the data center would be used to illegally monitor email of citizens in April 2013 an NSA spokesperson said many unfounded allegations have been made about the planned activities of Utah data center one of the biggest misconceptions about NSA is that we unlawfully listen in on or reading emails of US citizens this is simply not the case she can say that because really they just collect everything
0: Yeah. but
1: if they collect everything
0: Somebody can read it. Absolutely. Fucking literally they can. And they would. And they wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah. If the situation In April two thousand.
1: Well, there's so much data. There's no way that everybody could read anything. I mean, there's so much yeah, data on Facebook website alone that nobody could sit there and read. Even a team full of people probably couldn't sit there and read everything they came across. But it is collected. Isn't it? It's amazing. So if um, I, I use this example with my wife. Let's say in five years I go a little crazy. I lose my mind. I have a s- stroke or or something. I get shot by lightning or or whatnot. Or I just have just just have a snap in my brain. Hey, and just- I said I am going to blow up the White House. <laughs> okay, you're saying that right now. Probably flags some jets Yeah, I but guarantee it. I guarantee. It. I make up my mind that I'm going to do that, and I start planning. But in that planning process, I have to get to the point where if I want it to be effective, I'm going to have to bring somebody else in, which probably will get me caught. Oh, yeah. They will have <laughs> my bookstore or my liquor store or my Radio Shack receipt somewhere.
0: Yeah. yeah. They'll be able to
1: pull up everything you got on this guy. They'll be able to do it. Simple as
0: that. It's amazing. By the by. It's nothing uh, or not. I just want to go on record here and tell you guys an exabyte that we were talking about that is literally the equivalent. One exabyte is the equivalent of one billion gigs, one billion gigabytes. Jesus Christ! So that is one. And this is the. Listen they to this. That is multiple of those. Yes. So that is one quintillion bytes. Okay. So that is ten to the eighteenth power. Of bytes, or just one billion gigs, is what that is. Now you think about that for a million. A billion gigs is one exabyte. That is fucking nuts, man. That is nuts.
1: In April of 2009, officials at the United States Department of Justice acknowledged that the NSA had engaged in low-scale over-collection of okay. domestic communications in excess of the Federal Intelligence Court authority, but claimed that the acts were unintentional and has since been rectified. So what do they do? do they give it back? I mean, they can't literally <laughs> give it back. Do they erase it? No. <laughs> no. Of course not. I mean, if you think they really stopped that, no. then that's on, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, they're not. Gonna Apparently, I'm them. the only one watching our live video right now. I guess I'm too boring. People <laughs> have ducked out. <laughs> um, in August 2012, I think it was glitching, but in August 2012, the New York Times published short documentaries about independent filmmaker or by independent filmmakers entitled "The Program." Yes, based on interviews with whistleblower named William Biney. The project had been designed for Foreign Signals Intelligence, Signet, collection, but Biney alleged that after September 11th, um, controls that limited unintentional collection of data pertaining to U.S. citizens were removed, prompting concerns by him and others. So they were doing it all before, but they controlled it So in a way. Uh, Now they're doing it without warrants. Um, Huh. Documents leaked to the media in June 2013 describe PRISM, a national security electronic surveillance program operated by the NSA, as enabling in depth surveillance on live internet communications. What we're doing right now, because we're on Skype and podcasting on Facebook, they're able to, to do in depth surveillance on this. What are you looking at? I
0: don't know. You don't know? You got a G-Man there, an invisible G-Man? Dude, I'm surprised you didn't hear that over the mic.
1: No, I got some rain going on over here, some loud rain, so...
0: Like, I heard that through my fucking headphones, man. What was it? I don't know. Like, I don't... I don't know, dude. That was weird. Just keep going. I'm gonna just...
1: So they say that most of this stuff sits there and never looked at anybody or by anyone. But it is there. Yeah, but there, the thing is, it's there. It
0: and what... Here's... You made an interesting point. Oh, I'm going to go fucking blow up the White House, right? Now, <clears throat> let's say they've been collecting data on you for the past 15 years, okay? Just hypothetical. Let's say 20 years, what have you. If you had any... Like, they're going to look into you. They're going to look into your past. They're going to look into your spending history. They're going to look into all sorts of fun shit like that. And they're going to see... They're going to really try to dive into you, uh, into your psyche, correct? They're really going to try to profile you, basically, right? Now, with that, isn't it possible that you went to Ace Hardware, you got X, Y, and Z materials? Let's say that you got, over the course of 10 years, you had enough purchases or whatever of different products that could possibly make... A very, very shitty homemade bomb of some sort. Now, again, it's spread out over the course of ten years. But they all they would have to do is, you know, excuse me. Again, the media can come come into play here. They arrest your ass. The media says, Well, he's been planning this for the past ten years. Because he's been purchasing these items for the past ten years right
1: yeah so this goes into do you I see what i'm save saying echelon for another but i mean do you see what i'm saying I mean, is that possible Go. You know, yeah so yeah i mean i want to comment on that i was okay. going to mention why don't we comment on that and then we'll just i mean there's so much that i can't even touch that this has just been an example of if they're doing this they're doing everything else but fuck so, me yeah
0: dude absolutely I a couple
1: things to say about okay about the collection So yeah, do we have the manpower for everything to get read and look through? No. No. But I'm not worried about manpower looking through it. What if one day we develop an AI or a supercomputer? It's already not quite AI, but they, I mean, they already have that. But they already have uh, that could literally read through all of this in a matter of weeks. Like literally, they could go. I mean. So is generated every day, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if they have a a computer attached to it that can analyze all of it and put strings to everything at the same time? Someday it's going to happen. Absolutely. We're going to have that capability. We already have that capability, but not on this scale, I I think. I don't know. They probably do. They probably do. They probably have a computer that flags everything. Like, um, have you ever seen Eagle Eye? No, I haven't. Well, they had a computer that analyzed everything and had access to every camera on the planet. And it was supposed to be in a, like a beta mode, but it ended up taking over and able to control everything. Anyways, so I know they're make, I know they're working on this stuff. And we know that most of the things the governments do, we don't find out until another 30 years. So who knows if that happens? Another thing. That my friend Mike, you've met Mike. Yeah. He's always been worried about it. And he has a good point on it. So if we ever come to true government healthcare. If we ever come to true government health care where they provide all the healthcare, yeah. Insurance. And they provide they 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 are the ones who determine who qualifies. Now if you yeah. had if you regularly go to the liquor store and buy beer and you use your debit card for it. Or your yeah. credit card so that there's a receipt collected and it has your name on it saying <laughs> you purchased this.
0: Yeah.
1: And you come up with liver cancer. What's to say that they won't go back and look at all of your credit card receipts and see that you or you got lung cancer and you're a cigarette smoker. My friend he, my Mike, he buys whenever he buys beer he always pays cash. Really? Just out of just, just, well, to just fucking I do mean it. that's 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 part of the reason he. That's part of his reasoning is, if I ever needed it, like even if, like say what well, say in the future, they say, well, um, if you're a smoker still, you're harming your kids, and we could come and take away your kids. And if they watch your purchases and you buy cigarettes, who's to say that that won't happen? Damn anything you purchase online is also collected
0: sure yeah
1: absolutely so if they are providing certain things to us like health insurance when they want to know if we harm our own bodies if they will cover something and see yeah, because- what we purchase even food like if we only eat at mcdonald's and that's all they see us purchase and we're fat and dying of some disease, diabetes or whatever it is. You're like, ah, you're well, saying, no, you, you did it to yourself. Yeah, we're not sure.
0: going to cover you. You brought this on yourself, so yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Now I could see it happening. I could
1: easily. So I mean, it's basic control over everything. I just, uh, I listened to another show. I mentioned them on here a few times. Sofa King. They just did an yeah. episode on Google. And Google's a mini government, they collect almost as much data as the government. I mean, the only reason the government collects more is because they get a lot of their data from Google. It is ridiculous. But Google literally records your voice. If you use speech to text, it's recording your voice and you can go back and listen to those voices. You can actually log in, go in and listen to your recordings. Yes. And that's it's, just all collected and sent out there
0: It is fucking For somebody amazing.
1: to take And use And you know they're using it They could and We allowed this to happen because we use this stuff All the time You, you asked me if there's any other way to ever uh, You kind of asked if there's any way to ever get away from this stuff And that's for everybody to stop Think about it
0: Yeah to but, stop. Then, like, but think I re- like And I have I've been thinking about that too like, just knocking everything off, right? Like, <laughs> there is this really cool uh, professor uh, who occasionally asks me uh, to come and speak um, to his class or whatever. No, he's super cool dude, really into the paranormal and all of this fun stuff. Um, he has never, he is like, I believe he is 43 or 44 years old. He has never once... In his life, owned a cell phone. He has no desire to own a cell phone. I mean, really, the only reason he even has the internet, period, or a computer, period, is to log grades. You know what I'm saying? And and to uh, correspondence with uh, students, obviously. He but doesn't still he's also care. Just, he just doesn't. He still care. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But so he is. Th- even if people disconnect.
0: Let's say, let's He's about as disconnected example. as he could be. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That's his job. Let's that's his that livelihood him. there. Yeah. The insurance
1: example with him. Say he only pays, or Mike, say they only pay cash. Okay. The liquor store still has a camera. Based oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. It's oh, strong it is. enough now that if they want to tap into that yes. camera and find out if this guy is buying beer regularly, they don't need a credit card receipt. Bingo. They could just upload a picture of my friend Mike and say, yeah. Find all of his stuff out there in the open source media stuff.
0: Boom. How There's long? Mike
1: would, buying a six pack at Walmart. Or and whatever. how long? And how long would that take? It would probably. I mean, how long
0: does it take to collate or come up with millions of things on right. Google? That's what I'm wondering though. And I honestly though I'm going to bet that the answer to how long it would take may actually shock us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Honestly. Like, it may be fucking fairly fast turnover there. You know? Like, it is nuts. It's absolutely amazing stuff. Uh, but like you said, we've we've done this to ourselves. We continue to do this because...
1: So I do want to talk about one more thing because I already teased it on Facebook and on uh, Instagram. <laughs> I posted a picture of the logo of this particular thing, and I've forgotten until now, but we might as well mention it. Okay. It's called the Digital Collectum Collection System Network. Yeah, the DCS. The Digital Collection System Network, DCS Net, is the Federal Bureau of Investigations point and click surveillance system that can perform instant wiretaps on almost any telecommunications device in the US. Fuck. It allows access to cell phone, landline, SMS communication anywhere in the US from a point and click interface. It runs on a fiber optic backbone separated from the internet. It is intended to increase agent productivity through workflow modeling allowing it for the routing of intercepts for translation or analysis with only a few clicks. The DCSnet real-time intelligence data intercept has the capability to record, review and playback intercepted material in real time. What are we going to say? Nothing. It's just so they have different iterations of this. The DCS net system operates on a virtual private network parallel to the public internet with services provided at least for some time by the Sprint Peerless IP network. Much of the information available on the system has come from the results of Freedom of Information Act yeah. requests made by the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Um components and contents. Um Oh, well, hold on it is composed of at least three classified software components that run on the windows operating system dcs 3000 dcs 5000 dcs 6000 um, it was originally the dcs 1000 the carnivore program later renamed dcs 1000 was a system implementation implemented by the federal bureau of investigation Uh, That was designed to monitor email and electronic communications. It used a customizable packet sniffer that could monitor all of your target users' internet traffic. Mm -hmm. Carnivore was implemented in October 1997. By 2005, it was replaced with improved commercial software such as Narus Insight. Um, Carnivore outgrew... Grew out of earlier FBI project called Omnivore, which itself replaced an older surveillance tool migrated from the U.S. Navy by FBI Director Patrick Kelly.
0: Interesting.
1: Which still has an undisclosed name. They still haven't said the name of the first one. Hmm. Hold on. Let me let me scan through it to get to the meat here. (laughs) Let's get to the meat.
0: This is fascinating stuff.
1: The Carnivore system was a Microsoft Windows-based workstation with packet-sniffing software and removable jazz disk drive. The computer must be physically installed at an Internet service provider or other location where it can sniff traffic on a LAN segment. So these were computers that were connected to other computers... Via private server, but then it, to sniff out things, quote unquote, they yeah. connected it to the actual internet. It's amazing.
0: But you said it runs Double, basically parallel. Well, that to was the just internet? the first
1: iteration of it.
0: Oh, okay, I see what you're saying.
1: GCS three thousand, which is the image I showed it's yeah. of an owl with its big eyes watching you. Yeah were first mentioned publicly in 2006 report of the United States Department of Justice Office of the Inspector General on the implementation of the Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act. The report described Red Hook as a system to collect voice and data calls and then process and display the intercepted information in the absence of C-A-L-A-L-E-A. It's amazing. I don't know. Man. So, yeah, this was a mobile thing that they can just. It's kind of confusing. So yeah. this was, this was. Yeah. I...
0: Oh, you're breaking up there. I think they're listening.
1: This was a uh, <laughs> a system used by individuals to target other individuals outside. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Rather than multi, like, gathering <clears throat> all data yeah. on
0: different areas. They're just going to target Once, one. So
1: they're probably using it
0: right now. That's why you glitch. Us. That's why you glitch. Yeah. That's why I glitch all the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> like we blame it on Iowa internet. It's not. It's the government. So,
1: yeah, I encourage the, all this stuff is so much deeper. And it just goes to show... Oh this is God. nothing new and nothing has changed nothing has literally changed in the last hundred years they just change it
0: and they do well they just change the name and move on they don't change what they're doing right and yeah and i've said this a thousand times before and i'm sure i'll say it more and more and more as uh, time goes on but there is no fucking such thing as privacy there is absolutely no such thing as privacy it does not exist. You think their
1: satellites aren't recording everything it sees either? Like I'm telling Nobody's you. Nobody's sitting there watching it, probably. No,
0: but but the, if the need were to arise, then they could easily pull up that information. So like, the
1: EGT project, which is BART, says he just saw an article where the CIA was backdooring US made routers in both commercial and retail users, and that's Exactly what we were talking about a little bit ago when we mentioned that they are collecting our receipts of everything yes. we purchase. Yes. So, yeah.
0: Just know, collecting pal. every bit of information they can. I don't know, pal. Is there any way to combat that? What do you think? Uh, we could be like Mel Gibson in
1: conspiracy theory and, like, yeah, put up a cage inside of our house. <laughs> And it's like, blocking all the communications. But then we couldn't do the show. Right. Because we have to We'd have be an totally to do the show. And I'm not technologically savvy enough to no. outthink
0: the people watching us. No. It's amazing, though. Yeah, Great movie. Where the crazy guy was fucking right. <laughs> the <Yeah>. whole time. <laughs> you know, another great
1: movie where the crazy guy was right was 2012 with Woody Harrelson. That's
0: true. Oh, my God. I forgot he was even in that. I have that movie. Good flick, man. Good flick. I bought it after 2012. Did you? Spoiler alert. Whatever. Pretty sweet. Oh, my goodness. All right, guys. 913. What the fuck? Hey, um, what's our phone number?
1: 913-730-7255.
0: Yep. 913-730-7255. I don't know three
1: seven three zero seven two five five rate and review us on iTunes, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just search Ectoplasm on any of them and you'll find us.
0: I don't know what's going on with this thing. Are you having problems? It's quite possible. <laughs> like, no, I uh I always have a uh basically a note on the on the screen here, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I have many, many different windows with many, many different things going on at the same time. However, I look over here, and I could start reading or whatever, and it just blinks out of existence. my My mouse is the wireless mouse it was or whatever. Stolen by yeah. the NSA. It's not even open anymore. Like that's the yeah, thing. It's not stolen. It. They just took the whole thing. They're like, yeah, we're gonna. That's ours now. That's ours. Jesus, dude. I mean, we we've joked. I mean, we've
1: joked not uh, and talked seriously about this stuff nah. plenty of times before. But I just like to remind everybody from time to time how fucked we really are and how we can't really do anything about it. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. Good point. All right, folks. I tell you what. We're gonna let you go. You guys have a great weekend and we'll talk to you bright and early tuesday morning with the news peace out